0: Hello, everybody. This is Sam Carcieri from Philly Hockey Now, and welcome to our Broad Street Bullcast. This is episode 16, and please remember to subscribe to your uh, favorite platform, whether it be YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and uh, we're going to get into uh, the Flyers, the surprising Flyers who are seven, three, and two. But we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Phillies for a second here. We Talked about them a lot last week and disappointing end for the Phillies. I I know Rob Thompson did a tremendous job this year, but uh, uh, I I must put my two cents in and say I was really, really disappointed in how he really didn't have a feel for the game in game six. And and, uh, I I thought he really let the team down. Uh, Number one, not changing the lineup. Number two, uh, and this has been discussed uh, ad nauseum since they were eliminated, Nated by Houston in uh, game six uh, to pull your number one pitcher, Zach Wheeler, after 70 pitches. And uh, it it was just uh, mind-boggling. And, uh, you know, I I said that at the time as well. This is not a Monday morning quarterback. If you're going to lose, lose with your best. And I don't think anybody would have been upset if Wheeler was in there and he ended up giving up a a big hit because – he was dealing. They they did not hit a ball hard. The last two batters had broken bats. And uh, uh, but I'll get off my soapbox now. I just had to get that in. Hopefully, uh, uh, Rob Thompson will learn from from the mistakes of Game Six. But all in all, a tremendous season by the Philadelphia Phillies and a team that is having a stunningly successful season at least through twelve games is the Philadelphia Flyers. As I said, they're seven three and two. Their next two games are very winnable. They play Columbus Thursday night. Then they entertain the Ottawa Giroux, the Ottawa Senators, of course. Claude Giroux coming back to Philadelphia Saturday afternoon. First time that he'll be in the Wells Fargo Center as a member of another team. And they they plan, uh, you know, a special ceremony and, and, uh, a video before the game to celebrate his tremendous career with the Flyers, 15-year career, 10 as a captain. So the Flyers have two very winnable games, Columbus and Ottawa, or near the bottom of the NHL. The Flyers could be 9-3-2 and after Saturday, and uh, that would make them one of the most surprising teams, if not the most surprising team in the NHL, and I kidded in a story I did today for Philly hockey now that if, if they go to 9-3-2, maybe they should start to erect a statue of John Tortorella and Carter Hart because those two guys have had tremendous starts to the season. The Flyers have bought in the John Tortorella. He has them playing with structure. And uh, right now, if you had to uh, pick a Vezina candidate, Carter Hart certainly would be in the top two. And maybe the guy, he's the only guy in the league who is undefeated uh, through eight starts. He's 6-0-2, amazing start for him. And uh, remember, the Flyers are off to this great start despite missing four key players who are injured. Cam Atkinson uh, is the right winger who probably would have been on the top line. Sean Couturier, center. He certainly will be centering the top line. James Van Riemsdyk, he could be on the first, second, or third line as a left winger. Ryan Ellis, who to me is their number one defenseman. Uh, they're using a player on the top line, Owen Tippett, who had a combined 10 goals last year with Florida and the Flyers. And, uh, you know, he's coming into his own. He's playing left wing. He's a natural right winger who has played left wing. Um uh, a decent amount of time in the past. I wrote about Owen today, and he he's off to a terrific start. He missed five games because of a concussion. But you take that out of the equation, since he came back, he's been uh, uh, one of the Flyers' top offensive players. Their second line is using a rookie, Wade Allison, who was injured most of last year, had uh, three goals for the Flyers in a limited amount of time. Um, the third line has... Uh, Sedlak, Cates, and Zach uh, McEwen, and, and they combined for eight NHL goals last year. They're getting the job done. The fourth line, DeLaurier, Frost, Lezinski, Um, you know, they did not do much last year. And, uh, you know, they're doing a great job. They're giving this team an identity. So the Flyers, with this patchwork lineup, uh, are getting points at an alarming rate. Uh, As I said, 7-3-2, they're in a playoff spot. Uh, Despite horrible analytics, they control the puck. They have the puck uh, a little over 40% of the time. Generally, if you're doing that, you're going to lose most of your games. Uh, They've been badly outshot in most games. And uh, yet, they find ways to get points, to get wins. The reason, of course, has been mostly Carter Hart. He's six zero and two, one nine seven goals against, nine four six save percentage. That doesn't seem sustainable, but hey, let's ride with it. Carter Hart, to me, has been uh, their MVP by far, and and maybe the top goalie in the league. And he missed the last game, a five one win for the Flyers over St. Louis, handed Craig Berube's team another loss, and uh, it was nice to see Phil Sandstrom step in and finally get a win. He had played three other times this year, all in the second games of back-to-back. So, you know, he basically played with a fatigued team in front of him, played relatively well. Forget about his numbers in those games. He played well. He was hung out to dry most of those nights. But uh, he had a fresh team in front of him because he got the emergency start uh, the other day and was not playing with a fatigued team and, and he did well. Um, and as I said, the Flyers were very excited to get him his first NHL win. He had gone eight games before Tuesday's win over St. Louis, eight career games without a career win. So, um, you could see they generally like and respect the job Felix has done. And, uh, it was just a nice accomplishment for him to finally get that first win tonight, Thursday night, they faced Johnny Goudreau, uh, His uh, success in the NHL is well-documented. Of course, he went to Gloucester Catholic High just over the bridge uh, in South Jersey. He's a South Jersey native. The Flyers uh, did not go after him in free agency. Goudreau wanted to come here. I've talked to people close to the situation, and the Flyers were his first choice. But it probably worked out better for him. He doesn't have the pressure uh, in Columbus that he would have had in Philadelphia. The Flyers were cap-strapped. Chuck Fletcher did not free any cap space to try to get him. And I think, you know, from what I'm told, management thought it wasn't the right time to spend all that money on Goudreau. He has five goals in 12 games for a a sinking team. The Jackets are 3-9, and and they're last in the NHL in goals allowed. They're allowing about 4.5 goals a game. They're next to last in goals scored, scoring only 2.5 goals a game. So, um, you know, the Flyers will be a, a favorite For one of the few times this year, Uh, they'll be a favorite Thursday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And um, Carter Hart is expected to get this start. As I mentioned, he missed the last game because of an illness. And, um, you know, (laughs) you have to tip your cap to the rest of the team for picking up their game. Uh, Travis Konechny was one of the guys that did that. Konechny, to me, has been the MVP um, of the offense. Probably overall the number two player on the team behind Carter Hart through 12 games. He has five goals, 14 points. Both are tops on the Flyers. and you got to give Konechny a lot of credit because he came under some criticism. Uh, it was kind of masked a little bit by general manager Chuck Fletcher before the year. He, he kind of put him on the spot and said, you know, maybe that's his max, the 50-52 the points. You know, we, we need to get more, though. We need more from him. And and the challenge has been answered. He was benched for the third period of a game by John Tortorella. Didn't think he was playing that well. And he bounced back from that. He uh, He's become a, a leader of this team with his play on the ice. And Tortorella had a lot of nice things to say about him at practice on Wednesday. And he kind of hinted that, you know, he's one of his leaders on the team. And I think you have to throw TK's hat in the ring to be uh, a potential captain next year. Uh, you know, a lot of other guys are in there, including Scott Lawton, who's the only guy wearing an A. I think uh, Sean Couturier is certainly in there. But Travis Konegni is an interesting dark horse. He is really coming into his own, not only on the ice, but uh, off the ice, helping helping young guys. And there's certainly a lot of young guys on this Philadelphia Flyers team. Uh, but a great start for the Flyers, 7-3-2, and two. If you saw that coming, uh, you're smarter than I am. And uh, we'll be back after this short break with our mailbags section of our show. So please stay tuned. I'm going to go to our question and answer period here on our Broad Street Bullcast. But before we do, quick reminder to subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it be Spotify, Apple, or YouTube. And let's jump right into the uh, questions here, Dave. Hammond asked, do you think the Flyers have any forwards currently on the roster that could eventually belong on the top line of a competitive team? Good question, Dave. Uh, When you say the current roster, I don't know if you mean the uh, 50-man roster or or the current 23-man roster, but uh, on the 23, I think Travis Konechny can certainly play there, and, uh, you know, is probably better suited on the second pairing or the, the second line, I should say, if healthy, um, you just wonder if Kootz is going to be able to come back at 100%. And, uh, you know, he's certainly a high-quality guy, high-quality player, and when healthy, uh, he's a legitimate number one center, but I'm not so sure, you know, his back will be 100%, so you may not consider him a number one in the future. Um, as far as guys on the 50-man roster and, and guys that are uh, in the system, I think Tyson Forster can be a top-line right winger. I think Cutter Gauthier, who's now at BC, uh, has the potential to be uh, a top-line center down the road. He could be with the Flyers next year, will not be a top-line center certainly next year. But down the road, you know, I, I can see that uh, uh, He's a Jeff Carter-type player, and and certainly Carter, uh, you know, in his prime, could have been a number one center for uh, almost any team. Joel Farabee, a guy on the uh, the current roster, is another guy. I think he's gotten off to a a little bit of a slow start, but uh, we see teases of his potential. He, of course, coming off neck surgery, and he's certainly uh, a guy when totally healthy can be a top-line player uh, on a competitive team. This Flyers team right now is a competitive team. But I, I, I get your point, Dave. I think you're talking about a team that is uh, expected to challenge for the Cup, and the Flyers right now are not expected to do that. Second question comes from James Crozier. He says, where do you see the Flyers obtaining a high end, some high-end talent? Uh, that's talent they need to get to the next level. Um, you know, I, I mentioned... Cutter Gauthier, you don't have to acquire him. He will be here, uh, I think, next year. He's off to a real good start for B.C. Uh, as far as trading for people, I, I think right now Fletcher is uh, you know, kind of being conservative. He was certainly conservative in the summer, but I think he's thinking conservatively, wants to see how this season plays out. If the Flyers are in the race this year, you you may see him roll the dice and make some moves. They do have the cap space to make moves uh, because of, of players on the long-term injured reserve list. Uh, Dylan Larkin is a guy who's a free agent next year, so he could be on the market. Uh, you know, A lot depends on what the Red Wings are doing this year and if they're still in the race. Um, Ryan O'Reilly is a guy who's also a UFA next year. We saw him the other day, Tuesday, with the Blues, scored against the Flyers. Uh, I've always loved Ryan uh, Ryan O'Reilly. He seems like a Flyers-type player, physical. He's a good scorer, great leader. And with Sean Couturier out, he would be the ideal guy. He would really bolster the Flyers if they somehow manage to stay in this race for the playoffs. So keep an eye on that. Maybe Ryan O'Reilly coming here if the Flyers, in fact, um, can sneak into the playoffs this year. Uh, you know, a guy like David Pasternak, who can become a free agent, that would be a blockbuster, but the Flyers have done that in the past. Not so much with Fletcher, but they did it with Paul Holmgren. He was he was a guy who loved to make the big trades. Uh, David Pasternak would be a guy you'd have to give up a lot to get him and probably uh, multiple first-round picks. The Flyers do have a couple first-round picks in 2024, one of them, of course, from the Claude Giroux trade. But just some names to to keep in mind. Next question comes from the one who knows. He he asked, "What role do you think the Flyers' new fan willingness to fight has played in their solid start?" Uh, good question, and and I think it's played. I'm not going to say a major role, but I, I think it's played an important role. Last game's a good example. Uh, early in the game. Uh, Nick Sealer dropped his gloves with former Flyer Braden Shen, clearly won the fight, uh, and the Flyers from that point on seemed to dominate the game. Uh, coincidence? Maybe. The Blues are a physical team. They don't back down from anybody, and I, I'm not so sure that the Flyers' uh, domination in that game was because of the fight. It certainly you know, seemed to spark them, or if it was because the Blues were playing their second game in back-to-back nights, but... Uh, uh, we've seen a lot of that though I've seen a lot of fights this year from from the Flyers and it seems to have have changed momentum the Flyers way so uh, something else to, to keep in mind but this Flyers team is definitely a lot more physical they stand up for each other a lot more than they did last year and I think that's played uh, a part I'm not going to say a major part but I would say an important part I think there's a difference and the Flyers right now are seven three and two and and that certainly uh, helped them along the way. Next question comes from Bad, Bad Boy Danny Briere. Got to love these names. Uh, he says, what's up with Cam Atkinson? Um, it, good question. And it, it's something that we're all shaking our heads. The, the Flyers have not given much information. They only tell you it's an upper body injury. I will, will tell you this. It, 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 it's a little strange to me that he's been out this long because twice – in the preseason, John Tortorella said, uh, I'm very optimistic that he's going to play in the opener. And so at that point, you figured, well, you know, there's, if there's a good chance he's going to play in the opener, if he doesn't, he'll be back at least in the first week of the season. And here we are, um, you know, about a month, a little over a month into the season, and we still haven't seen Atkinson. He's still not skating. Um you know, John Tortorella actually today went out of his way to say that uh, Atkinson has really helped him, helped him, helped him get acclimated, has been around, has been in the meetings. And, uh, you know, he, he he was kind of uh, a conduit between Tortorella and the other Flyer players. Of course, Atkinson and Tortorella were together with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and that's who the Flyers happened to play on this Thursday night. So, you know, Atkinson, I know he's frustrated. And uh, I'll never criticize a player who is uh, is injured because you have to be in his shoes or be in his skates. And and, uh, you know, he certainly would be back if he could be back. And and uh, you just wonder if it's his back. Again, they're saying it's an upper body injury. But for something to last this long, um, you wonder if it's his back, because that can be really troublesome. And we saw that last year with Sean Couture. Again, I'm just speculating, really don't know. But uh, um, it looks like Atkins is going to be out for a while because, as I said, he has not even been skating. Next question comes from TJ Edwards. He says, or asks, is Cam York a bust? Well, York is a defenseman who uh, I thought looked very promising here. I think he played about 30 games for the Flyers last year. No, he's not a bust at all. He... uh, um, has started out, you know, decently for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He has six points in nine games, a couple goals. Uh, there's no question he needs to get, uh, gain some weight. He needs a game uh, to get more physical. Uh, and, and I think if you read between the lines, John Tortorella sent him down rather early in the preseason. And if you read between the lines, he thought uh, York needs to get a little more mean, play with a little more snarl, and uh, I, I think he'll get that. You know, the kid's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of skating ability. And, and uh, you know, he's been uh, a star on the junior level in college. And, uh, no, don't give up on Cam York. Uh, not at all. I think he'll, he'll be with the Flyers at some point this season. Eric Brenner asks, Given the putrid state of talent in the organization, do you see this franchise able to compete for the Cup in the next five years. Uh, I wouldn't call it a putrid state of talent, Eric. Uh, You know, there's no question they need some more pieces to be a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, You know, I mentioned David Pasternak, who could be a a trade piece. Uh, He's certainly a piece that they need, and maybe not even a guy of that level, because it's it's unlikely you're going to get him unless you're going to give up a lot of draft picks and and uh, some promising prospects. But that's the kind of guy they need. Uh, to me, they need uh, a sniper, a true sniper like that. Um, and they also need, to me, a, a, uh, a defender who is a number one defender, a guy like Ryan Ellis. Unfortunately, we probably have seen the last of Ryan Ellis this year, and who knows if he's ever going to play again. But uh, – you know, there is some promise, though, and, and the reason I'm optimistic uh, that they can compete for a cup in the next five years is because of Carter Hart. You know, they have what you need most in in the NHL. Let's face it, teams that win cups win because of goaltending. They win because of defense. Carter Hart right now is the future of this team. He looks like an elite goaltender again, and uh, and they have some solid young Veterans on the team, guys like uh, Travis Konechny, guys like uh, Ivan Provorov, Travis Sanheim, uh, Tony D'Angelo, and I can add a few more. And they have some promising young players, uh, you know, guys like Wade Allison, who is just getting his footing. Guys like uh, Owen Tippett, uh, and I can name several more. So, you know, I'm not as down as you are, Eric. I think... um, Certainly the pieces are not all there, but uh, I think they're moving in the right direction. I like the fact that they're playing young guys. In fact, uh, they have played more rookies this year, seven, than any team in the NHL. So I think that's a credit to the way they're trying to build things. Uh, Are they perfect? Far from it. Uh, Will they make the playoffs this year? I don't think so. But uh, we'll see. Enjoy the ride maybe they pick up a piece as I said at the deadline and uh, but these young kids are really playing hard and they're out working teams they're out hustling teams they're getting great goaltending no question that's been the number one reason for their success but uh, they're not close to being a Stanley Cup team but they're on the right direction and after last year I think you have to really be satisfied with that Uh, I want to thank everybody for all the questions We had some great ones, a couple I couldn't get to, but uh, I appreciate your uh, time and effort. And uh, as the late, great Gene Hart is fond of saying, good night, good hockey, and great producing for my son, Sam. And we'll see you next week.